Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're joining me today. It is January 14th, 2019, and this is episode 111. And today we're going to talk about why every homesteader should also be a prepper. And I really, really believe that. So before we jump into that, uh, let's just talk about a few homestead updates, uh, things that are going on around here. And, uh, you know, this last weekend I... uh, I spent some time at a at a friend's homestead, and we built a cattle panel uh, pallet greenhouse. Man, that thing came out pretty cool. Uh, we just took cattle panels. They ended up being like eight and a half feet wide, 25 feet long. We came up on the sides like two feet with these. Uh, he had these oak pallets that he gets from work. Man, these things work perfect. We just went all the way down each side, two feet high, put these 16-foot cattle panels uh, hooped up over all the way down. And like I said, it ended up being 25 feet long, uh, six panels. When this is all said and done with the two by fours, the hinges, the uh, he found an old uh, screen door out of a trash, out of the trash. Um, you know, we're putting a little a window on the back of it with the plastic, everything. He's gonna have less than two hundred and fifty dollars in a twenty five foot greenhouse. That's pretty cool. So uh, that was a lot of fun, and and I learned some things. I never actually built one, but I'd seen it done a bunch, and I'd wanted to do it. I, that's why I was eager to get over and help him build it. I was like, I want to check this out, and I did take some video, and I will be. Uh, I will be posting uh, some of the videos and a little tutorial in the Homestead Forum membership community for the members there. So that'll be something extra you'll be getting here at some point. So I look forward to getting that up here in the future. I'll probably wait till he gets the plastic. Uh, He didn't have the plastic yet. And I'll go over and help him get that plastic on and maybe film that too, stretching that on, getting it totally set up before I uh, piece it all together and kind of release a little tutorial video on putting one up. It was pretty cool, though. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, I also took a few rabbits over there. He was kind of, uh, he raises rabbits, but he's yet to have processed any rabbits. I actually hooked him up with rabbits a while back, some meat rabbits, and he's never processed any. And so uh, him and his girlfriend, they decided they wanted to to have their hand at processing uh, some, so I took some rabbits over there and we we processed them and uh, processed them and um, and uh, gave them a little uh, education in that. And uh, also, we're continuing to eat really abundantly from the greenhouse here. I'm enjoying that as well. Lots of lettuce, a lot of bok choy. I probably like that. I I, I had never um, grew it in the greenhouse before, but it's growing really well. Cabbage is growing well. Uh, the lettuce mixes, um, spinach, all that's doing really, really well. Kale, it's all growing really good, really eating uh, really good. And, you know, I've taken my healthy eating to a to another level uh, by taking some real action and eating healthy right now. And, and that's been real important with me. I started, I didn't wait. It wasn't some New Year's resolution or anything. I started about, you know, a few weeks before New Year's. And I thought, boy, I just got to change my diet. It's just bad, you know. I've been eating. I've kind of almost went back to my old ways of eating back before I had cancer back in 2012. And and uh, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was getting there. And, and I thought, got to change that. I already could tell that my immune system wasn't as strong. And it was just uh, causing me a lot of problems. As a matter of fact, our uh, live chat in the Homestead Forum membership community was on that eating healthy um, and stuff. So, you know, we got 
uh, that's something that's just really big for me right now. Uh, let's just jump right into our main topic. Now, yesterday, I had to take a, a Saturday run, so I ended up driving for eight hours in a pretty bad snowstorm, and uh, the roads were pretty bad. I went, I don't know, maybe 50 miles at about 25 mile an hour, and this was a 60 zone, so it was it was getting pretty bad. Um, and just that and some other things that have happened, it really got my mind on being prepared, you know, being prepared for disasters, being prepared for, you know, just my own situations and things that I've faced in, in the past um, and not being prepared for those things and the trouble it brought me, you know, preparedness is important. And uh, we actually did, a, I actually did a, a podcast episode on that for the uh, bonus episodes in the uh, Homestead Forum membership community back last spring. And uh, so what I wanted to actually do, instead of just repeating a lot of what I said there, I'm going to play a few minutes from that podcast um, and then I'm going to come back at the end and talk about a couple things I think I left out. You know, there was, there's some other important things that, uh, I left out, but I'm going to kind of focus all week this week on, um, preparedness. I posted yesterday a blog post about how to, uh, prepare a bug out bag. Now, if you don't know what that is, you can go to the website, smalltownhomestead.com and read that article. And it basically just tells you what you need to do to get a bag ready in case you have to get out because natural disasters can absolutely drive you away from your home. And it's the last thing we want to do. It's, it's an absolute last resort, but sometimes it's necessary. So, um, you can't always bug in. Sometimes you have to get out. And and I'll talk about some of the reasons you might have to do that in that blog post. But let's just uh, let's just take a few minutes. Let's listen to what I said in that podcast. And like I said, I'll come back at the end and maybe add a few things to it. What is a prepper? Because I think when many people think of a prepper, they make the confusion uh, with a doomsday prepper, you know, what you'd see on the TV shows and things. And, and this is someone who thinks a large-scale catastrophic disaster is likely to happen. So they make preparations for what's considered an imminent disaster, uh, almost end of the world scenarios. Um, the term prepper though, really simply refers to someone who practices preparedness. And I think, you know, not all preppers are homesteaders for sure. I mean, you can, you can stockpile goods, you can stockpile, uh, uh canned goods and, and supplies and, you know, and, and you're a prepper, but I would say that you know that, and, and you're not a homesteader if you're doing that. You're you're a prepper, um, but some preppers are homesteaders in in the sense that they're they're growing their food and they're 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 canning their own vegetables and they're putting that up. So I would say all good homesteaders are preppers to some degree, um, or at least they should be. And, and I think they are. I mean, if you're doing any canning at all and putting food up in your cabinets, uh, if you're uh, building a life of any kind of sustainability of all at all, where each year you can provide for yourself to a certain degree uh, without relying on a system or uh, anything like that, uh, that's prepping. That's preparedness. So what disasters should homesteaders prepare for? Well, uh, job loss. <laughs> is is a serious uh uh disaster for some people i mean if you don't have any money put back you don't have food put back you don't have any means and you lose your job um it can be it can be a disaster for many people so i was off work for eight weeks when uh i got my cancer diagnosis with surgery and, and recovery time and some chemo and that kind of stuff i was off for eight weeks and by the time that eight weeks were up we were broke and we weren't homesteading at the time uh, and, and you know what, we didn't have food put back. We didn't have money really put back other than just a few weeks worth of pay our bills with, we had no sustainability in our lives and it was kind of devastating. It cleaned out our accounts. And, and so job loss is a big one. You should prepare 
to a certain degree for job loss. Um, uh, you know, be prepared for there not being any income coming in. Let's put it that way, because some of you maybe are full-time homesteaders, but there might be a, a, a time when there's no income coming in. Maybe other disasters hit you and it takes away your income. Uh, and, and that can be serious. Uh, illness is huge. As you can probably hear right now, I've got a pretty bad, uh, cold and got some chest stuff going on. I've been coughing and I'll be editing out all the coughs cause you, you don't need to hear that. But, uh, yeah, it can hit you and you can miss work or you can not have, be able to work on your homestead for days or even weeks. If you catch a serious illness and, uh, it can set you back. It can be a disaster if, uh, you're not prepared for it. Natural disasters are probably the thing that most of us think of when we think of what kind of disasters should we prepare for. Um, some of the things that we like here in Indiana, where I live, uh, harsh winters are pretty serious. Ice storms, things like that, they can knock out our electricity. They can they can make it so we can't get on the roads to go get supplies. If we lose our electric uh, and and things like that, we could actually have no heat if we're not prepared with other ways. Uh, I mean, it can it can be pretty devastating. Uh, many places and here also tornadoes are a big issue, and and you know that can wipe out the power of a town pretty quick. Uh, in some places, it's hurricanes, it's flooding. Uh, other places, it's earthquakes. Other places, it's forest fires. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, whatever natural disasters are most common to your area, you should be prepared for it. And uh, it, it's just something that it's just common sense. And people think that if people think you're crazy for preparing for those kind of things, well, you're not. You're you're being responsible. That's my that's always my response. I'm being responsible. Uh you know, if I, if I have a, if you put in a storm shelter because you, and you don't, cause you don't have a basement and you're preparing for a tornado, there's nothing crazy about that. That's preparedness. Um, you know, if you, if you're putting together a, a bug out bag, which we'll talk about here, uh, in a few minutes, uh, you know, because there, forest fires are, are, are something that happens in your area and you could be, have to exit your house quickly. Um, there's nothing wrong with that or having a bug out location. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's nothing crazy about that. And, and, you know, these are things that, that homesteaders should prepare for. I also think another potential disaster that homesteaders should prepare for is a scarcity due to economic turmoil. And, and what I mean by that is not being able to get supplies, not being able to get gas, not being able to get electricity, not being able to buy food, uh, not being able to get a, things you need for daily life. And people think that could never happen. And I think the folks of Venezuela thought that as well. Uh, they are in a time of economic turmoil where their money is worthless and they cannot get supplies and, and they're doing whatever they can to survive. And so many people think that, you know, the United States of America is beyond that and, and, and other countries as well. Uh, nobody's beyond that. It can happen anywhere. I do think it's less likely to happen here than it is some other places, but I think it's not impossible. So it is something you should prepare for. To a certain degree, I think it's the least likely of these things I've mentioned, but it's also something that it should be on your radar, I think. Um, there are other things. There are those doomsday scenarios, but I think starting with these things uh, is a great place to start. So uh, this right here will prepare you for even more serious things or anything in between uh, if you could prepare for these things. So in what ways can a homesteader practice preparedness? Well, obviously food storage is huge. And and I think most homesteaders are big on that. We want to put up enough to get us through the winter and get us through, you know, tougher times or when food isn't growing in the backyard. A lot of us are doing that because we want to eat healthy, but there is an aspect of just having food available at all times in our pantry 
that is an act of preparedness that that is responsible and, and it's prepping uh, 101. It really is. I mean, having food, something we may not think of as much, especially if you live in a, a place where you feel like it's readily available and you have a constant water supply is water storage. You should put up water. We don't put up enough water. That's something I, I've been thinking a lot about, and I don't feel like we put up enough water. We do have a pond. We do have water storage outside. We do have access to water if for some reason, you know, that uh, – and we do have a few gallons always in the house, but not enough, I don't think. I think water storage is something I probably should increase because it's something that it's easy. Just put it up and stack it away. It doesn't go bad, you know, uh, so just put it up. Alternative heat is big, especially here where I live and in, in, in Indiana, you know, in the wintertime, we, we think about that alternative heat. If our electric goes out and our furnaces won't run, do you have kerosene heaters? Do you have a wood stove? Do you have a generator that hooked up to your, to your furnace that you can run your furnace if it's natural gas or propane? Are there things you can do to produce heat if certain systems fail? Uh, most people just install a wood stove or have kerosene heaters for backup. It's a great idea. Uh, but th- these are, these are important issues to prepare for because, um, you know, if your electric goes down for a couple weeks, which is not an impossibility in some places, uh, it can it can uh, cause you a lot of headaches and, and possibly be dangerous in many situations, especially if it's cold outside. So having an alternative heat source is important for a homesteader. Alternative energy is another uh, biggie. Uh, a lot of people are really getting into the solar panels, but just having a generator and a battery backup or something like that, I tell you what, having a an inverter and that you could hook up to your car to where you could run extension cords out to it to keep your fr- refrigerator and freezer running and maybe a light bulb or two here and there, that right there is pretty valuable. Uh, I mean, just having some sort of alternate energy to uh, to help you out if, if something happens where you don't have energy. Obviously, we can take a lesson from preppers on this next one. That's just stockpiling necessary supplies. Maybe... You know, I mean, we can do a lot of things. We think about our food and our water stockpiling those supplies, but what about toilet paper? Well, what about some soaps? What about things that that maybe you don't, you know, you don't you don't have the skill set to produce yet, or or you're not making or, or producing on your property? Uh, you should stockpile some of those some of those supplies and have them in case uh, maybe you can't get out uh, quickly or anything. Not, I'm not talking about being ridiculous about it, but you know, I even think having a few canned foods. Uh, things like that is not a bad idea that you would buy at the store for emergencies. Um, but yeah, stockpiling some necessary supplies could, you know, and, you know, whatever you deem necessary there, you have to think about that, make a list, go around your house, think what, what would I have to have to survive for a month if something happened or two weeks if something happened that I'm not producing on my homestead it, it, it stockpile a few of those things, you know, keep a few in the back in, in, a, in a spare room or under a bed or something like that. Now, obviously because we're different than, just a prepper who isn't a homesteader, I think preparedness through sustainability is really important. And this mostly comes through skill set, knowing how to save seeds so you can produce year after year, Um, uh, knowing how to grow your own food, knowing how to preserve your food, knowing these skill sets, uh, you know, there's there's many, Uh, knowing how to make your own medicines, knowing how to make soap, knowing all these skill sets that many homesteaders practice because they want to be self-sufficient. This is preparedness through sustainability because in a long-term scenario, like say Venezuela is going through, skills like that, sustainable skills uh, can get you through a serious, serious situation for a long period of time. Uh, So I think that 
that's a good reason to build a skill set and have supplies to do that th- those kind of things on your homestead so you can always provide for yourself no matter what's going on around you. I also think you should know how to make things from scratch. If there ever comes a time where you can't go out and buy things, uh, do you know how to make it from scratch? Because this could be a, this could be a valuable skill uh, if if you're in a serious situation. And and I, I mentioned earlier um, bug out bags. We call them a bob. These are important. Like I said, if you need to get out, maybe there's been an earthquake and you're going to have to get out because things are just really dangerous right now. Maybe there's forest fires heading towards you. Uh, maybe there's just situations where you need to get out and and and. You need a bag ready to go. Each person in your household should have a bag ready to go. Uh, when you don't have time to be digging around, finding stuff, have a bag with all the things you need to get by. You also should have a bug out location, a BOL, um, because you you will need possibly to have a place to go when that happens. I mean, is there a is there a family member in a certain area? Uh, far away from where you're at, where you could go to their house and stay? Is there a place, um, say, you could go and camp? Or is there a hotel you have in mind that you could go to? I mean, is there a place? Do you have a place? Do you actually have another location uh, already somewhere set up where you can go? These are important things to think about in in an act of preparedness, because as much as we love our homesteads, as much as we want to be there and grow our own food and be sustainable, if something's going on there, it's better to escape. I mean, we've seen this with the floods in Houston. We've seen this with forest fires in places in California and other places. These things happen, and sometimes you just got to get the heck out. You know what I mean? So nobody wants to, but you got to be ready to just in case. And I think a final thing I'll talk about is an act of preparedness. is something that I don't put a lot of emphasis on, but it is important, and that's security. If things get tough and you've got food, and you don't have enough to share with other people, you may have to have a method of security. And nobody likes to think about that. Preppers like to think about that. That's probably, they would put that one at the top of the list. <laughs> Me, I wouldn't because I would hope that it never gets that bad. I guess I, I do. I guess I'm, I hope, I, I just have a hope that it would never get that bad. You know, I, I do have guns. I do have fences. I do have locks, but my hope is that I would never need to use any violence on anybody to uh, save my own life or my family's life. But, you know, it's something you might want to think about in, in a situation and it, to each their own. Uh, everybody has to make their own decision and it's a tough one. And and that's I, I won't judge anybody either way on that. Uh, each their own. Uh, if you feel like that's something you want to do then that's up to you to decide to do that. And the thing is, that's something you don't want to talk a lot about. You know, I mean, that's something that's going to be between you and your family and your homestead, as far as I'm concerned. And it ought to be that way because you don't want people knowing how you're prepared in a security aspect. Uh, so that, that would be the final one. And to me, it would be the bottom of this to some and be at the top. Uh, so that's just, those are the things I think a homesteader should practice when it comes to preparedness. There's probably other things I'm not thinking of, but those are just a few. So uh, I hope that gives you some ideas on uh, on being prepared and uh, how it relates to homesteading and why I do think that they belong together. Um, I think that every homesteader should be a prepper. And honestly, I think every prepper should be a homesteader because it's so much better to build up security through sustainability than it is through stockpiling because uh, provisions will run out through stockpiling. But if you're sustainable and you can produce year after year, season after season, 
they don't run out. And you have a skill set to collect the seeds and reproduce over and over and over. You don't run out. Um, I think about my meat rabbits and my quail and, you know, how I can just produce that food over and over and over and just keep breeding and keep feeding and keep butchering. And, and I, I'll have an endless supply of meat uh, there. Garden, same way. Save the seeds. Replant. Uh, preserve. Endless supply of food. And, and that is so much better, so much better in every way than stockpiling. So take those things in consideration and, you know, look at look at your your homestead as as an act of preparedness because it is important don't think of doomsday preppers every time you think of preparedness think of responsibility be a responsible person by preparing for potential bad situation okay well there it was hope you got something out of that there was a few things i left out of that um and i said earlier that i, I was pretty sure i did some other things that I think are really important, and of course we talked about the water storage, the food storage, and uh, power backup, you know, preparedness through sustainability is a huge one for me. But I think some things that you also have to pay attention to as a homesteader is one, you have to have a livestock care plan. Like if things get bad, say there's, there's a flood or, you know, hurricanes coming or just whatever, what forest fires, whatever your natural disaster could be in your area what could you do with your livestock do you have a plan written out do you have an idea of what you would do if things got bad and that's a biggie for folks i mean sometimes that's hard do you have a place you could take those animals temporarily uh, and get them out of there quickly um creating an emergency information documentation i think is really important too you know we don't have uh phone numbers written down anymore and we don't memorize them because everybody stores them in their phone number in their in their phones have addresses, phone numbers, any other documentation you feel like might be important. Have that stuff written down and in a safe place. We talked about bug out bags, bug out locations, things like that. But I also think that medical preparedness is something that you should really pay attention to. Um, understand what to do if there's a serious situation, because you very well may end up being in a position where it takes somebody a while to get to you, um, especially if, if, if there's a disaster, a natural disaster happening, and they're really tied up with other things. So have a kit, know how to use it, have some some basic understanding uh, and medical preparedness. So those were just a few things that I, I kind of failed to mention in that previous podcast, but I think are really, really important things. Like I said, you should go check out that bug out bag uh, post that I wrote. I'm going to be putting up a couple more things this week because, like I said, my focus is just this week, you know, it's not something we as as homesteaders think a ton about, but I think it's really, really important that we be prepared. And, um, you know, I'd much rather just be gardening and taking care of my animals and eating good food and, uh, you know, doing herbal remedies and making soaps and, you know, all that stuff we love to do. But sometimes things happen and we need to be prepared for those things when they happen. So I think a podcast like this and the information I'm going to share this week on the website are really important. So uh, head on over to smalltownhomestead.com. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, it's uh, smalltownhomestead.com slash 111 for episode 111. And uh, just uh, go to the main page there to see the articles that I'm going to be writing throughout the week. So, um, hey, thanks for joining me, everyone. And um, until next week, Happy homesteading, and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. 
Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Thank you.